time for us to talk parenting. So the schooling year got going a couple of weeks ago, which means invariably you've had to uh, assist with some homework. Um, some of it may have been a little bit difficult. How is the homework going, by the way, now that the school year has gotten going? We'd love to hear about it on 011-883-0702 because we're talking about homework hurdles and how to deal with them. We are joined, as always, by our resident human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush. Nikki, a very good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, Googs, and to all our listeners. So what kind of student were you with homework? Were you one of those kids who, you know, your homework was always done, done, you know, well, you know, well in advance, or like Peter, my technical producer, you would be doing your homework as the teacher was checking your classmates' homework? <laughs> no, I was the former. Um, I, I definitely was the good girl. I tried to get my homework done in time. I can't say that school was easy for me, though. Um, I had to work really hard at school. I wasn't the straight A student. But homework is one of those really interesting things. And I have two boys and two very different personalities and two very different experiences of being at school. Uh, and, and the one the, my one son needed a lot more help at school than the other. And my youngest landed up eventually going to boarding school by choice. And so his last four years of school, I never, ever helped with anything except the odd phone call when he had to do a speech or ideas. But as for the rest, he just got stuck, to, stuck in with the rest of the kids in prep mm. and did homework. And I think a lot of the time, um, you know, when kids are at home doing homework, they kind of feel like they're on their own. And if they were with a crowd, I promise you, if their friends came around and they were all doing homework around the, the dining room table, they'd all be fine. But when they're on their own, sometimes it's hard to apply themselves. And there's this big question around, so what is the role of homework? And I think parents will give you very different answers. Some parents find it, you know, a bit of like a task for them, a bit of a chore, as if it's meant to, you know, punish parents. Other parents think, well, no, homework is good. It's it's a way for kids to um, test what they've learned, see if they've learned um, what was being discussed or the new concept that was discussed. But what really is the role of homework? Why do kids have homework if they go to school? Yes. Yeah, so that's a great question because there is actually a big debate in education circles about whether homework is really necessary or not. And I think as parents, <laughs> we have to understand a couple of things. The first is that repetition is a very important part of learning. So your child is one of if they're in a private school, 24, 25, or 27 children in a class. If they're in a government school, they could be with 35, 40, or 45, or 50 children in a class. You have one teacher, one teacher who has to make sure, no matter how many children are in the class, that everybody understands the concept. So that's quite a challenge, as, as, as you might agree. That's a challenge. And your child is only exposed to the concept for a short period of time. So homework, in a sense, is a way to recap, remind yourself what was taught in the lesson, and then go and practice. So practice sums, practice multiplication, uh, write up study notes, whatever it is, go and read. Repetition, repetition, repetition. We talk about this from the preschool years through to the high school years, even as adults. We need to do repetition of any thing 
whether it's a piece of knowledge we want to remember or whether it's a skill we want to hone, if we don't repeat it often, we don't create the neurological pathway in our brain to remember or to do it well. So here's a good example for you. Whatever it is that a child is learning, whether they're learning how to crawl, walk, read or write, say they're learning the letter A in grade one, or they're learning their bonds of 10 in grade two or three, as in what makes up 10, the number 10, it takes 200 to 300 repetitions to create a neurological pathway in the brain. When your child is sitting in class, they don't get to practice something 200 to 300 times, which is why homework is important, especially when you do need to learn certain things very, very well so that they become automatic. And if you don't get the repetition and you land up in extra classes or extra therapy, then you're going to have to do 2,000 to 3,000 repetitions in order to learn something really well and for it to be automatic. Mm. So there is definitely a case for homework. However, I think that there needs to be a lot more communication between teachers because what often happens, I've been a parent, is that every teacher gives a project in the same week. And if you are a working parent, as most parents are, that's really tough not just on your child, it's tough on you too because that is a lot of extra research and extra work. So I think we do need to find a better balance. And a lot of that is going to boil down to teachers communicating with teachers within schools. Mm -hmm. And then parents also accepting that there is a place for homework, for children to learn how to apply their knowledge that they've learned in the classroom to a project. In other words, They need to be able to internalize what they've learned, make sense of it, and then package it in a different way. Not in the way it was given to them in class, but in another way, because that's what a project is is doing. It's getting your child to understand and repackage that information to prove to the teacher that they did understand it. Has You'll often hear parents say that the amount of homework has increased. So they're finding that they're having to help with more homework. Is that necessarily the case? I imagine it would differ from school to school or from region to region. But in general, are kids getting more homework earlier on as well? Because I think it's expected you'll get quite a bit of homework in grades 10, 11, in your higher grades. But are we seeing more homework in the earlier grades? So I'm not sure if we're seeing more homework or if parents just have less time at their disposal. Mm-hmm. In primary school, there should always be those the three R's, the reading, the writing, and the arithmetic, the maths, because you're trying to consolidate and create strong foundations and strong skills in those subjects. So I would always anticipate that there's going to be reading. And if there isn't reading coming home, I would be worried. There should always be some kind, kind of maths and, um, and always some kind of writing because those need a lot of repetition in order for those foundational skills to be laid. So I'm not 100% sure 
whether it is true that children are getting more homework. But I can say for the high school curriculum, especially if you're looking um, at an IEB school, the level of um, the subject matter that is coming home. And I've even seen this actually in grade seven. What grade sevens are doing today, I think uh, my children were doing um, probably in the middle of high school. Mm -hmm. So it does seem that the level of thinking uh, that is required is 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 coming down. That critical thinking, um, the level of difficulty is 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 coming lower and lower into different grades. But it also depends what kind of school your child is at, whether they are going to be learning a lot by rote or whether they're going to be doing project-based learning where they apply their thinking, whether they're in a school, maybe a private school, where they're doing the international baccalaureate uh, kind of curriculum, where the level of critical thinking is unbelievable off the charts. But I must tell you, I have been to schools that do this, and I've listened to children in grade seven do these presentations, and I am absolutely in awe of how teachers have got children to this level of critical thinking at such a young age. Um, so it is an interesting uh, conundrum, this homework conundrum, because we would like our children to come home and have fun, wouldn't we? <laughs> you know, can they go and climb trees? Can they do sport? Yes, they need to do all of those things. They also need to learn how to do homework in a short period of time. And for many parents, um, if you are at home in the afternoon with your children, you're probably watching them play sport, you're fetching and carrying your children, you have time in the car, you might have one child in a therapy session while the other child is sitting with you in a waiting room. And so gone are the days where our children are necessarily always doing their homework sitting at a desk in a quiet place. And so we have to be a little bit flexible and creative because our children may have to do their homework on the run. Uh, I see children in between extramural activities sitting on a school corridor with their books in their laps, uh, quickly doing some homework in between activities, taking responsibility for their homework and doing it in short pockets of time. Mm. And it's an interesting thing uh, to to utilize the time that you do have with your children, like being in the car. If your child has to do times tables, um, when you're in the car, that would be the perfect time to do times tables. When your child is in the bath, that might be a great time uh, if they've been revising some um some content for a test tomorrow to ask them questions, mm -hmm. to test their content while they're in the bath, while you're at the dinner table, um, while they're sitting at the kitchen table and you're busy cooking. We also learn a need to learn how to multitask. Yeah. And I mean, you often speak about this, this kind of parenting on the fly that, um, you know, parents don't have a great deal of time, um, you know, working very long hours. Usually if there are two parents in the home, both parents work and there just isn't as much time as everyone would like or need. But I, I often wonder how much of a hurdle is, you know, so I know, for instance, I have this deep trauma with trigonometry, um, with maths in general. It was my nemesis in high school. And I don't have children yet, but I generally have a fear of having to help my kids with their maths homework. 
because I don't know if I'll be able to. Because if they bring home <laughs> trigonometry or calculus or um, geometry, I'm going to struggle a bit. And I wonder how many parents often struggle with the concepts that their kids bring home and they're not entirely sure how to help them. Not because they don't want to, they'd love to, but they just, you know, maybe there is a bit of trauma or it is just a difficult subject for them. Sure. So I have the same trauma as you. And uh, I was the child who had extra maths lessons. Um, And uh, I definitely couldn't help my children with maths. And at some point, uh, they both had some extra maths lessons to help them through tricky concepts. And the thing with extra lessons is that very often schools provide extra lessons. And your children need to make use of those extra lessons because they're often for free. And they squeeze in an extra lesson just before sports starts at the end of the day or extracurricular activities start. So you need to look at what resources you have available. I promise you by the time your child gets to high school, you will not be able to help them with English and you will not be able to help them with maths or science for that matter. Because the level of what they're teaching now is what we probably learned at university. Because there's definitely, as I said, you know, the the, the level of difficulty and the critical thinking is 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 uh, coming lower and lower into um, into the grades. So we do need to enlist the help of teachers and all the resources and um, extra lessons, et cetera, that schools provide, as I say, often free of charge. Um, our children sometimes don't even tell us about these things because they don't want to go to those extra lessons. But um, remember that you as a parent are actually the helper, not the doer. And you don't need to pass grade two or grade four or grade six for the second time. Mm -hmm. And so you need to help if you need to, but then you need to learn how to pull back. And if you are not, if your child's not grasping a concept, there is, of course, a lot on the Internet that you can go and quickly Google um, by some of the best teachers in the world. And then you also need to go and talk to the teachers if your child is struggling don't leave it for a whole term. Don't leave it for a whole year. Because if there are gaps, you need to close the gaps sooner rather than later. Otherwise, your child might be sitting in the class not understanding anything because they missed the foundational concept. Mm. So I guess your role as a parent really is to make sure your child is keeping up. And if they aren't, you need to find a way to stop that gap as soon as possible. We've spoken about how parents can help their kids become independent um, and ultimately be able to let go of their kids, not entirely, but let go of their kids enough that their kids are independent, capable, confident. And I imagine that applies very much so, most obviously with homework. I mean, you were just saying that you don't need to pass as a parent grade six or grade four again, but your kids need to pass it for the first time. And so doing the homework for them or giving them the answers might not be the best thing to help them do that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, something that uh, I learned from my husband, which was really a good lesson. Um, When one of my children in grade four was studying for a test and decided this was really hard and his attitude was really not great. Um, 
My husband just looked at these books here. I was trying to help my child to study. It was really an attitude problem. It wasn't a skills problem. And my husband just looked at the books, closed them and said, go to bed. It's not my test. And sometimes your children do need to learn through the consequences of their actions by not applying themselves and not doing as well as they would like to. They learn the lesson that application is actually really, really important. But I think the other thing is that sometimes our kids are sick and tired of paper and pen or a screen at the end of a day when it comes to homework. And we have to learn what their best learning styles are. Some kids need color. Some kids need mind maps. Some kids need you to read the homework to them because they're auditory learners. It can be really, really helpful if you know those things. So I find things like... Um, uh, writing on the windows with uh, with whiteboard markers instead of necessarily doing study notes on a piece of paper. That can light your child up. Writing on a mirror, uh, using bath crayons in the bath when they're learning their basic sums. You create more of a multi-sensory visual experience than just repeating the way you did it in the classroom. So see if you can change the medium, because when you change the medium, sometimes you can change the outcome. And so what are some of the other tips? I know we've discussed quite a lot of them that parents can use to help kids get the most out of their homework and make it less traumatic for parents as well. Yes, yeah, so I think we need some basic guidelines and rules. And the one is that, you know, once the homework's done, you can watch TV. So that needs to be kind of the basic rule. The thing is that we often say, oh, go and watch TV, have a little rest before you start uh, your homework. The fact of the matter is that TV can actually suck all your child's energy out and they can be even more pup after they've watched TV than before they've watched TV. So the thing is to try and help your children be efficient with their homework, get it done quickly and be done with it and then you can relax. So if your child needs a breather, sometimes actual physical activity is the thing that's going to get their brain revved up to do homework before you let them flop down in front of that TV. So I would say give them something to drink, give them something to eat, get them to run up and down the stairs a couple of times then get them to sit down and do their homework. You may need to guide them in terms of what needs to be done, what's most important, how much time are you going to need for this and that and the other. That's actually where we can play a huge role is helping our children manage time around homework because they don't have enough life experience to know how to do time management. So a lot of your role as a parent, I think, and a great place to leave this conversation is helping your children to break up that hour or two of homework into chunks and apply those chunks of time to different pieces of homework. And a timer is actually a very good thing mm -hmm. to have around the house, a good old fashioned egg timer. Hmm. Nikki, as always, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. That's a great pleasure. Thanks, Googs. That is our resident human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush, talking to us about homework hurdles and how to deal with them.